Welcome to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Edward Assel sitting here with Arthur Black, and today our guest is Matt Petrick. Howdy. What's up, Arthur Black? Namaste, motherfuckers. Yeah, we're all sitting here in pretty rough shape this morning because we, we drank quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, last night was a, was a rough night, and typically we, we tend to start off with, what do you drink last night? <laughs> That's a long list today. Yeah, that'll make the whole damn show uh, today if we were to list what we drank last night. Although but, it didn't prevent us from drinking champagne yeah. at the moment. We're drinking bubbles today. So uh, the, uh, the last time that we all got together with uh, the cocktail wonk here that we have as our guest, which we're fortunate to have we're in miami and uh yardbird where what, what's what's we're yardbird, yeah. yardbird okay yeah and i know bubbles. it's blasphemous to say but like that's some of the best fried chicken i've had in the it's south. the best it, goddamn fried chicken and i don't think that you can officially call florida the yeah. south yeah it was yes really it, damn it's good. so solid so the last time we were all together we were eating fried chicken and drinking grower champagne and, um, you know, I figured it would be appropriate today um, to, to bring down some, some bubbles. So we got a bottle of Tattinger. We're hanging out. Uh, we're drinking bubbles. We're going to talk about rum. We're going to talk about um, the, the Wonks experience here in Indianapolis. He's out, you're in Seattle, right? I'm Seattle-based. Yeah, so amazing city. I love Seattle. I absolutely yeah. fucking love Seattle. One of my favorite places in the country. It, it, as much as it's possible. It's solid. And he yeah. brought the weather with him. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Well, and that's not, okay, so yeah. that's not entirely true. Yeah. So we were talking about this last night because it started raining here pretty heavily. And I, was, I told him, like, this is the perception of, like, people in Indianapolis or the Midwest or the East Coast that you know you hear it rains all the time in yeah. Seattle and I have long said I think this is propaganda that they push out yeah, it, it's bullshit so. yeah, that's yeah. a mist yeah and, it's a it's a mist like no, nobody in Seattle wears a wears a raincoat nobody has a has an umbrella which is like you know you're going to get a little misty for a while they that, say that so people don't move out exactly yeah. but we yes. still have that though we're now the it's like a second most expensive home state or something like that like like all the tech from from California seems to be coming up to Seattle. So it's a great city, man. It is. I mean, everybody's stoned there, but it, it's a great city. Oh, it's not nearly as bad as Colorado, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. All concede that. Funny, but, I don't consider that bad. Yeah, yeah it's right. funny. Like, like we have our dispensaries, and like they're no big deal. Like, yeah, it's like no. Uncle Ike's. Like you know, what's the what's the deal? They're extremely professional. Yeah, very like, I'm just gonna throw it out there: <clears throat> cities that have legalized cannabis or states that have legalized cannabis have seen crime rapes. Yeah. Crime rapes. Cr- cr- crime <laughs> rapes. I really, I really. I have no idea what the <laughs> rape statistics oh, are. The best, the but best. The, the crime rates have dropped substantially. Yeah, it's great. I saw this article it was like complaining about how Uncle Ike's has gentrified the neighborhood. I, right, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, it's that, uh, what is it, uh, Bill Hicks? He was talking about alcohol versus weed. Right. He's like, you know, people get in a car, if you're drunk, and, you know, you go out driving, you slide into a school bus or you run over children or whatever drunk driving is like if you're high and you get into an accident you're like boom because you're only going two miles an hour <laughs> like, he was to open the garage door he again was man. really awesome man how did he die did he he had cancer oh yeah. so it wasn't like an overdose was like tragic, Mi- no that was mitch hedberg <laughs> mitch hedberg yeah like i mean all all the great ones die you know they say they're young um, but Bill Hick, he was way ahead of his time. He's man. still ahead of his time. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to his comedy that he was doing in 91, 92, about like the beginning of like Desert Storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's completely you, applicable. You talk today. about politics, it's, it's totally applicable yeah. today. Yeah. He's a badass. So, so uh, Matt, 
in case our, li our listeners don't have any idea who you are, um, I, I'm a, I've been a big supporter of your blog yes, you have. Uh, for a long time. Uh, we've run into Matt numerous times over rum events, and that's how we got to know him. Mm -hmm. uh, we got him out here into Indianapolis to mm -hmm. check out the cocktail scene. But he writes a blog called cocktailwonk.com. That's W-O-N-K.com. And this guy knows his stuff, but you, you haven't really been doing it that long, have you? So it's only been just about three years, uh, maybe close to about 200 posts. And uh, yeah, it, but you have an insane following. I, I yeah, it's, it's funny. Like the, the you know, I kind of have two different aspects of cocktail wonk. One is the blog itself, and that's where I sort of do my wonking out on stuff. But then the other part is Instagram, you know, social media, and it's taken off. And I don't quite understand it. How I have like twenty one thousand followers, and you know, you look at brands and huge bars, and they have like a quarter of that. Like I, I don't understand what the hell I'm doing, but it's working. So. Well, you just recently gave a talk about that at, <laughs> in uh, the California Rum Fest, yeah, right? Gave a talk about that and sort of like the, you know, the the lessons I've learned in you know social media and in uh, the booze industry, basically, and what works and what doesn't work. And how is the California Rum Fest compared to the Miami Rum Fest? Uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of discussion about that in the uh, in the industry. Um, I'd say Miami had more attendees, was in a bigger space. Uh, so but did, some did, of the brand, the did, brands that were there were not were not um, the some of the top tier brands that were there have were not there this year. Um, the California Rum Fest is sort of a smaller organization. It's it's new. It's only in its basically the guy who runs it has only been doing it for a couple of years. Um, so he's learning. He's growing. You know. You know. You know. Every every festival is, is more lessons learned. But he managed to bring in wrangle in some great brands. Um, and also, he uh, got some great speakers, you know, and, you know, like Martin Kate and Richard Seal and Ed, Ed Hamilton, and I'm, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but well, uh, I mean, Ed, well, well, I know Ed doesn't and won't do Miami, but I mean, that's yeah, that's convenient. I mean, it's that's there's a lot of rum people yeah. really concentrated in, in the Bay Area there, yeah. uh, in California I mean, in Kate, general, yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. down south as well as you know, Birth of Tiki and all that. So, so well, that's true, right, Oakland. Trader Vicks. Trader All right, Vicks so I mean, like brands and speakers, but I, I guess I guess what I'm getting at is, in California, did they have the broadcasters with their titties hanging out? Oh no, yeah, <laughs> excellent question. Uh, that was like a, <laughs> some Cuban television channel in Miami that sends those girls yeah, out. Yeah, what, what is that? I like, have no idea. Every so, time we've been there, it's just know, like to distract you from the poor believe it or not, rum, yeah. rum ass cheeks, breasts. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it all goes together. Yeah, you know. Well, there, it was not nearly as, I mean, there was, gratuitous. The, the, the highlight of that was when she was hanging out with the scantily, scantily dressed mermaid um, in, a, in a booth entitled Doc Brown's Really Bad Rub. So, yeah, it, oh, well, well man. hey man, everybody's yeah. taking pictures, everyone's <laughs> yeah. gathered around. I saw them up around the, uh, the iguana. Yeah. Who, who had the iguana? Well, oh, the iguana was, uh, no, I thought it was Someone an brought a lizard. No, oh, that's right, it was an alligator. alligator. Yeah, it was, uh, right. I think it was Bayou. Oh, yeah, right. someone I, someone brought alligator. an alligator. All right, I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I took pictures band, with yeah, it. I mean, maybe like a foot and a half long, but and, you know, banded banded around a. And map. the but girls actually it. said they were like, "Don't put it close to your face." Like, <laughs> yeah. like how many people are gonna be like, "Let's kiss let's the this. alligator"? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it uh, probably a lot yeah. more than you would suspect. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it's I'm so sure. cute. Until someone loses a finger. I mean, Miami has more. Miami is more centric on 
sort of East Coast, you know, Florida-based brands, and a few more more booths that were sort of not necessarily rum-related. Um, Got it. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, um, we're 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 happy to have both. We we need more rum festivals. Uh, it, you know, we'd we like need, Europe, yeah, Europe, did, did, Europe, you know, Europe, like London Rum Fest and. And, Berlin in Berlin, and I'm dying to go to Berlin. Paris there, Rum Fest. There's, like, these there's are a festivals. rum consciousness happening, but I mean, your your blog isn't necessarily rum centric. I yeah, mean, it, it's, 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 well, yeah, it's it's funny. It's I didn't intend it to be, but somehow, like I've, I fell in with the rum crowd, and and so many of the stories that I find or interesting things I do end up being very rum centric. But you know, I love Scotch whiskey. I we. For my 50th birthday. If it's not scotch, it's crap. Yeah, yeah. So, on, so for my 50th birthday, we we uh, took two weeks in Scotland and we toured uh, 13 distilleries, and I'm writing each one up. It took yeah, extensive I was gonna say, photographs. Been, you've been slowly feeding that on yeah, your yeah. website. Yeah. So scotch whiskey. So, we've done bur- we've done the Bourbon Trail. I've done all the major. Bourbon I assume, stuff. but you like you rented a car and you were driving around yeah. Scotland, right? Uh, well, I, I, we rented a car and Mrs. Wonk did all the driving in Scotland. So. Oh, Mrs. Wonk. So yeah, you're Mrs. you're doing the other side of the road. All right. You did the other side of the road. So yeah. I, I gotta ask, what were you listening to? Because like when I drive around Scotland, I swear to God, and this totally like shows who I am, but I Blair Braveheart soundtrack. <laughs> of course. Well, we, we, were, we, were, we had the scenery for it, but I think it was more of a it was a vaguely white knuckle experience because it was it was in a it was in a winter with a major storm had come through and the road like I don't think they've invented the concept of the shoulder on the road in Scotland. So. Now, the shoulders are crazy because like it's like why don't you make two lanes because it's like one lane in Scotland and then there's like shoulder, 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 shoulder. So you like there's these little bitty like pockets where you stop and let other people go yeah, by. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. very cute and nice, but it's like if you took all the time where you made all these little pockets on the side and just made two fucking lanes. Yeah, yeah. you know well, that. Well, and well, the roads we were on, there were two lanes, and there was like two lanes and nothing else. So like I, you know, sitting over in the left side of the car, you know, where normally there'd be a steering wheel and a brake in front of me, <laughs> right. but I am constantly like clutching the seat like oh my god we're going to a ditch at any moment so i think and she did an amazing okay. job driving it's just really yeah, the best something in- coming from a gentleman that's driven around jamaica yeah, yes. so like the best advice i ever got when it came to driving when you drive on the other side of the road was follow the car ahead of you you know like so if it's uk or if it's south africa or whatever follow the damn car ahead of you and i think um I think it makes more sense. Like I, I was able to assimilate more to driving on the other side of the road, um, and then when I came back to the states, I had more of a problem. Like, oh yeah, this is how I've been driving my entire life. You know, like it made more sense over there. Yeah. Um, any case, Braveheart mm-hmm. <laughs> is an awesome soundtrack to listen to while you're driving through the Highlands of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And if you go to the castle of uh, Eileen Doran, which is where they filmed Highlander, which is a horrible movie, which I thought was an awesome movie mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I watched it recently, and it's fucking horrible. Yeah, you should never go back to it, any it, of those it, movies. It, you it, fetishize it, from it's your bad. Youth. You know, there can be only one. You know, whatever. <laughs> Um, but like we went to that castle, which is where Highlander was filmed, and like 
I thought that there was going to be like a bunch of Highlander shit. Like I, <laughs> I thought there was going to be like posters of Sean Connery and you know uh, Christopher, like a fucking, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, that, Dis- that's Disneyland the, of Highlander. Yeah, yeah and, and no, there it was like a tour through like reality of this actual castle that had actual dukes oh, and go and, figure. Yeah. There was real history there. Yeah, and prior. I'm like, I'm like, we make the history here. Where the fuck's Christopher Lambert? Like, <laughs> yeah. there can only be one. Like, why? Why is this? not happening but we still sat in the parking lot and listened to queen um you know uh what, what's what's the song by queen that was in highlander i don't uh, remember you just watched it what are you asking <laughs> us for <laughs> um uh, 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 you want to live a... forever that's uh, uh, that's the song yeah. queen did it look it up yeah. whatever so you yeah. got you guys know it you're just yeah but yeah, so we, like I said, we did we did some Scotland, we've done the Bourbon Trail. Uh, we were talking, mentioned to Arthur earlier, we're gonna planning to do like Jerez, Spain next year for do brandy. Yeah, we need to make that happen. Yeah, we need that happen, and then uh, we need need to go back to Scotland. We only saw half of Isla, and and also we need to do the the northwest coast of Scotland. And yeah, like like I write about everything. It's just like, all of this ends up on your all blog, this, right? all, yeah. It all it's all it's all for the blog. It's all for you know. Like understanding everything about every distilled spirit out there, and I'm just like slowly, you know, working my way through it. Um, I'm hoping to somehow score a trip to Peru or something, and like go go do Pisco. Pisco. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the hell out of Pisco. It's uh, um, I love it's, the hell yeah, out of Pisco. Yeah, I do. Like, I love I love Pisco. I love Cachaca. I want to go to Brazil. It's it's. You know, it's like literally just pretty much anything other than vodka. I'm like fascinated right, by, yeah. by how do they make it. Well, there's not like exactly a home base for vodka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, dial it in. Uh, you're in town. Uh, we've got our mixture cocktail festival going on last night, tonight. Where did you go last night? What you've you, never been to what, Indianapolis before, I've right? I've never been to Indianapolis before. So what'd you, what? where did you go and what did you drink? Yeah. And then what's the plans for tonight? Tonight, all right. Uh, so we started out here drink? at uh, uh, Spoken. <laughs> we, we never actually answered. We that. drank all of the alcohol. Yeah, yeah all, we started out here. What's it? Spoken. Spoken Steel. We spoken are sitting, steel, yeah. which is where we are sitting right now. The uh, yeah, we're at food spoken manager steel. and chef yes. were kind enough to lend us their dining room while yeah. we're um, sitting here yeah. and doing our podcast. Yeah. Great place, uh, Lemuria. Uh, Meridian, sorry. Le Meridian. Le Meridian. I can't. I can't speak French. Yeah. Why is it? How is yeah. it in every episode? I somehow have to like. Speak some faux French accent. Well, I can. I'm just yeah. my ABV is up from last night. So. It's not I'm, up. It uh, just hasn't fallen. It's yet. static. <laughs> it's static. I'm, yeah. I'm just yeah. still slurring. Yeah. So. So yeah. So we sort of started out here. Uh, they had a, a great sort of frozen gimlet. So it was cardamom bitters. Then we wandered over to was it Ball and Biscuit? Ball and Biscuit. Ball yep. and Biscuit. And had, had Manhattans there. Yeah, I got to enjoy the patio. It was really nice. Yeah, Beautiful patio, weather yeah. after the rain yeah. ceased. Yeah. Talked about Jamaican rum distilleries. No yeah. surprise. Always. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You yeah. and Kendall got into a deep conversation because uh, the owner of uh, Ball and Biscuit and I were in Jamaica uh, last October together. Yeah. So. We didn't get the cool trip that he got because yeah. he was there, uh, part of uh, ACR. Uh, ACR trip. So yeah. authentic Caribbean rum. Yeah, that was a, that was an amazing trip. Uh, so yeah, after the ball and biscuit, we walked over to Liberty. Liberty, and that's yeah. kind of where the night. That's sort of where we where it veered downturn. off into the <laughs> how many can we hit in one night or two? <laughs> hey, this is fun. And yeah, there was there was a, a few drinks there and some food and uh, loved yeah, it. As uh, Arthur mentioned in our uh, inaugural episode, the mixture episode. He said, "This is this is not a race to the end. You don't get a prize if you hit all yeah, of the yeah, drinks." Yeah. But damn, we tried to get that prize. <laughs> yeah. 
there's some people out there trying to hit it. Like I, I got on Brew Bus, um, which uh, mixture like incorporates four neighborhoods, twenty different restaurants and bars, and then we have uh, Indie Brew Bus, who's an awesome. Uh, I mean, you get a passport to essentially bar hop. Yeah, so they, they we we have transportation Indiana uh, Indie Brew Bus that will drive you around to different drop points, and and you get access to different accounts, shit, restaurants, bars. <laughs> Where you get it wouldn't be at. it wouldn't be a shift drink episode without right without me to somebody in the very warm and caring way of calling them an account dropping the account word as opposed to <laughs> restaurant bars, um, but um, you know the whole intention is to get out and and you know try drinks and experience different restaurants and, and bars or whatever. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about. What the fuck am I talking about? <coughs> oh, what, what, so, what, so basically, where we did, did we last go? Yeah, 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 where we went. We, and then we went. To, where, we, stayed where live, we stayed at Libertine Lib- for a little while, and then uh, because we had, I had a really great uh, cognac and uh, tawny port drink. I can't remember oh, what yeah, it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, looking at that. Really where? enjoyed that drink over at Libertine. It's on their current menu. Yeah. Um, and you guys had a couple different drinks. Yeah, I had one I with uh, like, like uh, it was. Uh, uh, Isla whiskey and oh, that's right. You got the PD Punti Man and uh, Chartreuse, I think. Uh, and I, I made a made a big deal about like don't um, overdo the Chartreuse; it'll it'll run all over to, all over our drink. So Milk Tooth had a pretty mad drink. We're with, doing uh, the southeast neighborhood tonight. Hanging one vodka and Chartreuse with yeah. cucumber that was absolutely delicious yeah. last night. Yeah. So, I mean, tonight, I think they're doing something with, um, they're doing like a Cosmo with effing vodka, um, and I'm sure they'll do some kind of a riff on it or whatever, yeah. Yeah. but that's... Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. been riffing the, the uh, you know, the whole intent was the classic <laughs> cocktail tour, but everybody's been riffing pretty hard, and which is really cool and fun, because like, creative I know what a tastes like. Yeah, yeah. 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 Rock it out, man. Yeah. I mean, creative liberty. Yeah. Take yeah. it. Yeah. Go for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. And we ran. Uh, ended By the up way, the drink you had, uh, Matt, uh, oh, or yeah. Cocktail Wonk, was called Up For It. It uh, oh, yeah. says it's con- composed of Petey Scotch, Amaro, Yellow Chartreuse. Okay, yeah. I was wrong with Putime, the Amaro. Okay, yeah. Close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good for, for being that far into yeah, the evening exactly. and remembering I'm surprised that, you yeah. remember that. You must have taken good notes. Yeah, I, I took photos. Yeah, I, was, was I just also, remember I had cognac and there was a big ice cube in it, and that's the extent of it. Yeah, take away the ice cube. That's all you need. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we yeah, ended, we, somehow ended up at, at right. uh, Black Market. Yeah, which of course. We seen, ended up at my home bar yeah. um, because we had to get all rum geeky. Yeah, and we, rum geeky. And this we did. We, we got was, a little crazy there at the end, though. Yeah, there was, yeah well, I, some, like, I was just, just sober enough to, yeah, the, well, I was just, you know, I'll come back to that. I was just sober enough to be thinking it's 12:30, and now we're getting the lost spirits down for to start riffing on uh, Tiki Commando's oh, drink. Oh, that's right. So yeah. shout out to Jason Alexander, aka Tiki Commando, on Instagram. So Matt is a regular at his bar, Tacoma Cabana, and he, in his drunkenness. Pulled out his phone and has specs for like 15 drinks. No, I have specs for like 30. I, 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 oh. I, I, I'm like his archivist at this point of all of his recipes. So we started making them. Started making them. <laughs> pulled down the Lost Spirits, pulled out the, the Polynesian, and uh, made a couple of them. And I, if you're listening me- out there, Jason, thank you. We've yeah. got the Golden Shell back on the menu. That's what started it all off, yeah. is that um, Matt wanted to compare the Golden Shell back at the Cabana, which is a fantastic drink yep. of Jason's, and we have it on our menu at Black Market, yeah. and we 
We wanted him to compare. It was see if we see just if we like did being it in Tacoma. <laughs> see, all, you, all you have to do is fly yeah. six hours with a three-hour time difference. Yeah, and yeah. Overnight. Did it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and the, the, like the agri-kool-aid. Agri-kool-aid. That's that was, right. That's great. Uh, I'm, I, I have some great pictures. It's like, I'm, how do I get them in Instagram? Because they're going. It's going to want to chop off. Like part of this in the center, you need to see the whole it, photo. It's a tall get, drink. It's a like it's literally a, it's a tall, tall pilsner glass with approximately twenty four inches of lemongrass yeah. garnish. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. Tonight we're looking forward to going down to the to Fletcher Place Fountain Square. Yeah, that was I was going to ask. Are you you're, you're hitting Fletcher Place and Fountain Square tonight? That was the idea because. Uh, well, um, there's a, they're a little bit more concentrated. So the idea was that we, I didn't think it was supposed to rain last night, so we figured it would be easy to walk uh, Mass Ave last night when it was not raining and then it was supposed to rain today. And so since everything is a little bit more compacted in those neighborhoods, it'd be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it rained last night anyway, but it wasn't too bad by the time yeah, we started bad. walking about. So. Yeah, it, it wasn't Seattle. too bad. I didn't need to right, yeah. notice, you know? Right. See, there's the propaganda again. Oh, whatever, uh, rains all the time. Fletcher Pace and, uh, and, and, and Fountain Square, I think, are some pretty awesome spots to hit, um, just in general, and then also with you know within this festival itself. Um, that's where I was hanging out last night, and I hit a number of places. Um, I went to Milk Tooth, I went to Rook, I went to Bluebeard, I went to uh, Lamar. It's really hard to imagine that you got drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marrow, Thunderbird, Pioneer. Um, <laughs> well, circling back over to Matt here, I guess. Uh, I had a question for Matt because I was thinking about it last night um, in we- my drunkenness. Like, so you haven't been writing this blog for all that long, but uh, your day job, yes. like the one that pays for you yeah. to be able to make these pays trips bills. and all these things. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, like... It's a big jump from that to cocktail writing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, the, what do you the do? money's so much more there in cocktail. Well, writing. explain uh, what it is that you do, uh, and not in great depth, because I'm not. Yeah. This is a, a drinking yeah. podcast, but yeah, no. is it engineering or? Yeah. So uh, I am. I think my, my official job title is uh, software architect. Um, I is, in informal conversation, I just say I make the cloud run. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I don't understand the cloud at all. We need oh, to hang this out. This is a whole other yeah. episode. Yeah. Fucking Why cloud, don't you guys do this man. Shit when you go to I mean, Spain. I'm in Apple hell right now. Yeah, yeah, like my yeah. Apple yeah. crashed, and my I, Apple crashed. Yeah. <laughs> my fucking no, seriously, my Apple yeah, crashed. Yeah, yeah. I like the past three weeks. I've had like four phone calls and right. two visits to the Genius Bar. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. dying here. Yeah. We need to. Hank, yeah. Can you help I, my I, Apple? I mean, maybe I don't know. Well, I have to see. Um, <laughs> He's an ex Microsoft guy, yeah. though. He's yeah. well, no, no, but I, I used I've used a Mac all day, every day for the last uh, five years. So, um, but so I mean, how did you get involved? Well, so with, so like, let, me, let me tell you just a tiny bit about you know cloud. Yeah, I mean, there's a great analogy I like to use is is that um, like you know every every house has electricity and and you know you could make your own electricity. You know, you could go buy a generator, set up a wind farm, whatever. You could make your own electricity. But there are companies that make big power plants, and they'll do it all for you, and they can do it more efficiently, and they will basically send you a bill for what you used at the end of the month. And that's all cloud is. It's basically like... So you they're know, the yeah, electric you, company. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could, you could, buy, you could buy all your own computers Shut and run up. Them and He's trying them. to explain cloud to me, and I really need to figure out fucking cloud. I think so, he just yeah. did. Yeah. So basically, but, but basically, 
we, you know, we we can buy like racks and racks of incredibly powerful computers and like thousands and tens of thousands of hard drives and like keep it all in a in a big data center, and you just and basically through through the internet, you just use it, use this stuff, and we send you a bill at the end of the month for here's what you used, just like the power. Like you don't you don't need to know how the power company makes your makes your electricity. You just know that you need 110 volts coming into your house. But it still seems very invasive like i don't understand it and i know it has all my information mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of like you gave up the, on privacy like 25 years ago the cloud yeah. is around me raping my brain yeah. all the time i think the booze yeah. is doing yeah. that more often well, yeah, well, good, good point. <laughs> so i mean if you think about it, i mean not to get too wonky about it but if you think about it like sure you don't put your if you don't want to put your data in the cloud store it on your local hard drive except when your computer gets stolen well then you don't have the data Put it in the cloud. At least, at least it's backed up. It's, it's like it's not going to just disappear on you randomly. In exchange for that, though, you give up some aspect of security. Uh, it just all drives me to drink. Yes, there you go. So, yeah. So along with a yeah. very long list of <laughs> yeah. other. So, yeah. So I. Right. Yeah. So basically, like I'm, uh, like I said, I've been doing this technology for 30 years. I just, uh, I work sort of at the very lowest layer of things. I like make you know what the customer thinks that they're running what we call a virtual machine they think they're like an actual pc somewhere and like i'm the one who's sort of like you know controlling the lowest layer of software that makes all the magic happen okay so, cool. where, are you, where are you from originally i grew up in uh, east bay california okay yeah so yeah i was working mm -hmm. working back in not you know just south of silicon valley back in the late 80s so <laughs> kind of a dinosaur at this point but uh, manage to you know, remain relevant enough to where the people still pay me money to do this, and and it sort of funds the boozy, the boozy travel and. The well, you started writing this. I hate to keep circling back around to it, but I'm just fascinated how you go from tech to like cocktail writing. I, I could see doing that as like a hobby, right. like oh, this is kind of fucking yeah. fun and yeah. cool and chill and relax, and it's a way to like have some sort of creative outlet and you don't have to worry about. The cloud that confuses Arthur so, but the goddamn. But you cloud. have a huge following now. Uh, I mean, I had a conversation with uh, Guillaume from Plantation about this uh, approximately a month ago or so, and you know, you you are well read. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that pay attention to what you're doing. And not only that, but you 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 have a background in physics as well, correct? Yeah, yeah my my degree was in physics. So you really have like an innate understanding of some of these chemical processes yeah. that happen and occur during distillation, yeah. Yeah. fermentation, et cetera, that I think a lot of cocktail yeah. writers don't have. Yeah. Yeah. So you get really, to use your terminology, wonky you. right. on, on, on your blog. Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, the, I think, you know, you, could, you can kind of draw a line between like the physics and the technology and for me, like spirits and cocktails uh, is that, you know, the degree in physics shows I really love to understand how things work. Like, you know, here's a system, it's got laws and regulations, and here's how things work, and like, dive in and understand it. Right. And that's, you know, obviously in technology, that's an important thing to have, is like, you gotta know how this stuff works. And so, you know, I, and I used to write about uh, technology, write about how, you know, literally go disassemble Microsoft Windows, tear it apart, and figure out how it works and write about it. And so it was, it was sort of like, you know, it was like unshrouding the mystery. It was, it was a lot of what you know my early writing was. It's like, hey, this stuff's not hard. You just, you know, just somebody needs to actually go think about it, study it, and understand it, and then explain it in a simple manner. So when I got into cocktails and spirits, I'm like, 
and he has all these like crazy you know, drink names, and and it can be really confusing to the average consumer. It's like they don't know that you know that like a cognac is just a brandy. Right, that, um, that tequila is a mezcal. I there's a lot of our the, listeners out there that are in that same boat. Yeah, the, and so there's so much, there's so much stuff out there. There's so many words and terminologies and things. And at the end of the day, it's actually not that complicated. You know, like uh, go off me, in just a second, real quick here. Say there's this whole thing. Like I have just, like I think I oftentimes blow people's minds and say there's really only like five categories of spirits. And they're like, how is that possible? And like, and I lay it out and go, you're totally right. So the defining characteristic to me of a expert or a master of a subject is can you take everything that you know and can you distill it, pardon the pun, yes. you know, for lack of a, 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 a better term, can you distill it down to something everyone can understand? Yeah. Yeah. Can so you, you might, it? Yeah. You might know all this shit about wine and all this stuff about the Ludites or Clamats, single vineyards of Burgundy, all this stuff about rum, all this stuff about cognac, and da 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 da. But when you're just talking to people, normal people, can you take it and just talk about it in a casual format to where they understand it and they appreciate it? And that defines you as someone who's extremely knowledgeable. Um, Absolutely agree. I, yeah, I, I, I hang out with way too many people that are way too smart about alcohol and, and way too impressed with themselves. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they, they, they can't, they're, they're shit lecturers. They're, they're horrible, you know, explainers of their, of their profession. So Absolutely. Yeah, that, just, one of uh, my earlier, my, well, before, way before any of this, I was involved seriously in the industry anyhow. Uh, I was a journalism student in my youth, and my I had every intent on becoming a science writer because I wanted to do that. I wanted to take scientific concepts that are very confusing to people and distill that down and you know write articles that make sense to people. So you notice a silence here now uh, in the podcast between Matt and Arthur. I just poured this uh, is insane. A really what insane God. rum here, so yeah. for everybody to try. Matt has been. Matt and I texted back and forth a couple of months ago about this. I, I asked him if he'd tried it. He'd never had his hands on it. We have a bottle of uh, Chalong Bay um, Agricole Rum. Jesus. This is from Southern Thailand, from Te- Phuket. Technically, Agricole style. Agricole style, right? Yeah, yes. there is no AOC in Thailand, so Agricole style. In fact, I don't even think it says that on the label. We'll it get says, into that, but this is like stewed tomatoes, olive tapenade, like shaved black truffles. See, I this, can't. I can't do. I can't do like you. Just like you, rattle off. Like no. I mean, I can do it. Not not to the level you do it. That's God it's damn. It's fun, right? I so mean, that, that's I have touch uh, yourself, stinky good. I have tried really hard to get in contact with the people uh, that run this distillery. That says on the label the spirit of Phuket. Um, which, by the way, if you've ever been to Southern Thailand or if you've seen the name of the uh, islands and cities in Southern Thailand, it's spelled P H U K E T. It's not fuck it. It's called Phuket. Uh, <laughs> it's just when you use Roman and letters. All I know. remember are the hookers. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, I'm just kidding. I've no, never so been to I, Thailand. I have a feeling that this particular rum is um, made by French owners. Yeah. Uh, when you turn over the label, um, it is Thai sugar cane. Oh, it's fresh pressed juice. Delicious. It is French copper stills. It does not um, yeah. specify on the back, but I have read elsewhere that it is pot still. 
um, and a slow maturation yeah. process. What they you got? You had another difference from like a traditional agricole. Right. Exactly. So uh, very different than what you would get from uh, Martinique. Um, it's that it's is way dirtier in clean. a good way. It's dirty and it's, stinky and yeah. good. It's got kind of oily. a little bit of the yeah. like oh. yeah. what it's, you get out of a St. George agricole, but not quite as yeah. uh, you hit it. Yeah, the the, olive the, top and not. It's not quite as much. You get a that I mean that olive brine out of St. George's yeah. is oh, yeah. quite insane. overwhelming. Yeah. There's no shortage of truffles in this. I yes, mean, right. Is, Very oh earthy. Yeah. Thai yeah. sugar yeah. cane. So I, think, I mean they've got a perfect growing climate down in the south there. Yeah. And and I'll add, um, I think there may be some I should know this, but there I think there may be some connection with like the French and the, and Thailand, I'm sure. I'm sure there is, but well, but with, so there are in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Thailand has never been colonized. Um, they're very proud of that fact. My wife's Thai, and yeah. like, yeah. trust me, they are very proud that they're they've never been a colony. Right. Now, there's been some dirty deals in the past, yeah. right. in order to not yeah. be colonized. Like, I mean, they right. there was some uh, collaboration with the Japanese during World War II, right. you know, to just make sure that nobody stomped through and right. took took the country. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. so in my my own wonky adventure trying to figure out as much detail as I could about this. This right. distillery, from what I can tell, has been in operation for three years. Um, the If you get on TripAdvisor, you can actually see... I'm sorry. Uh, you, they've been in operation for approximately three years, and the apparently the tours, when you start going uh, and uh, arrive at the distillery, they offer you a tea punch. And that is a very Martinique French rum thing to do. Yeah. What's well, a tea uh, punch? A tea punch uh, is well. We'll talk about this at length here in a future episode very soon because we're going to have Ben Jones from Rum Clement right, right. Uh, on. But it's uh, it's a really fun drink um, because this this type this style of rum is very expressive. Uh, again, I don't want to get too far into it because I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but. Because it's distilled, um, I'm sorry, made from fresh pressed sugarcane juice, it is not distilled to as a high ABV. Uh, and so you get a lot more expression of the cane, which leads you to the rum. This style of rum is pretty much, there's people that will argue with me about this, and I know particularly who those people are, but you're going to have a hard time getting any sense of terroir out of a rum that is not and made in an agricultural style. Mm-hmm. If it's made from molasses, you aren't going to taste where that cane was grown. In this case, you will because it goes into pressing and then it goes into yep. ferment and distillation. It's a very fast fermentation, typically. Um, I mean, they turn these things into distillate within 24 hours in Martinique. Again, I know nothing yep. of this particular rum, right. so all we have yep. to do is guess. I have reached out to the company and asked for details about their distillation method, where the cane grows, yep. how fast uh, they get it to press. So I can get an idea of oxidation levels of the sugar cane. These are really geeky things. By the way, if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about and you're listening out there, and this is, I'm speaking a completely foreign this, language this to you. This is mana to me, my new. Right. This is the wonky stuff. Um, we are going to touch on this in a future episode very, very soon. Actually, it may actually be the episode that well, rolls right I, I, afterwards. I think we're also trying to balance between enter- both. entertainment and yeah. education. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, you think you're entertaining? <clears throat> Uh, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But yeah. no, it's I a fun. Want, this is very out. unique, and it's not available in the United States yeah. because, I, yeah. as I mentioned, my wife is from Thailand. Uh, we what, what? What's the brand? Found out about it. It's called Chalong, Chalong Bay. Bay. Yeah, Chalong Bay. Uh, so and, I put it out. Where on, is it available? Uh, Thailand. Thailand. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. This is not yeah. available in the United States. Yeah, I mean, it's just okay, it's, so we're, it's we're, a we're, 70 we're, centiliter. There's your dead giveaway right we there. We are talking about shit you're not going to be able to find. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm, um, I had a friend of mine in town. He happened to be in Bangkok. I put something on Facebook or Twitter right. or something that said, hey, you know, I tagged all my family members in Thailand. Like, who wants to send me a bottle? And right. one of my like, friends like, responded, right. like, this I don't is, now. This is right from Cock Bang. So I, 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 um, I was going to add on to that. So we were, uh, Mrs. Wonk and I, about five years ago, were in uh, Thailand. We went to the island of Koh Samui, found another distillery. I don't think I've told you about it, but another distillery called, I think it was Magic Alambic. Like, and you could tell, like, they were also, like, of a French heritage and, like, like I have pictures of it, and you can literally like walk out of like their tasting room and walk ten steps, and like you're in a sugarcane field. So, so and and it's again a very yeah. sort of similar. I mean, perfect climate there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get all kinds of desserts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You walk around Bangkok. I mean, there's sugarcane. One of my favorite things in the world to drink is fresh pressed sugarcane juice. I mean, it's so yeah. delicious. It's even better if you add a little bit of rum fire in there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Du- du- dueling funk, basically. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, this is what I find interesting about this rum is that the nose uh, there's a there's a disparity between what what you get on the nose and what you get on the palate. God damn! It almost so finishes sweet, a little sweet on the palate, yeah. which you know on the nose you're getting this big mushroomy truffle. That's a olive. good fucking rum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely See, delicious. You found your rum now. You like agricole yeah. style rum? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I. You would love Dylan then. I like high quality spirits overall. My problem with, with rum is that two years ago, going to <laughs> Rum Fest in Miami with you is was the first time I ever experienced heartburn. That, that, that wasn't from the rum. That was because we forced. Tiki drinks down your throat for like nine straight hours. I still, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, so the lime juice will kill I you. I associate at some point. it with with rum. So like my entire life or professional life, I've drank high acid drinks. You know, high. You know, like food that would right. generate like heartburn. Never experienced it. We go to Miami. We show up at our hotel. I see uh, Ed with a big thing of like Tums, and I'm like, "Hey, it's <laughs> not a bad idea." No, I'm like, I was prepared. I knew what oh, was going to happen. No, he, he was totally prepared, and he was like, "What's up with your, you know, you, do we need to get you a walker? Are you fine? Yeah, yeah. You okay?" Yeah. And he was like, "Trust me, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna appreciate the Tums." Yeah. I'm like, "Whatever, <laughs> fuck you. I don't get heartburn." Yeah, and and Rum Renaissance is nothing compared to tails. Like, well, no, well, we were at Rumline, uh, yeah, yeah. so we were sitting That's in Rumline. Um, Leanne, who is now the uh, food and beverage manager for Lure Fish Bar and Rumline uh, in Miami Beach, fantastic place, in Lowe's Hotel. But we sat there and we had quite a lot. And Arthur was starting to get cranky because, again, like I said, if he if he goes a few hours without champagne, champagne, he yeah. he starts to he starts to get cranky. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then the, the, when the heartburn kicked in. But you know what though? I just remembered the drink that you enjoyed the most down there was the Rumline Punch, which is made with Saint George which Agricole, is which is made with a rum yeah. very similar to what we're drinking. Yeah, so uh, that is a fantastic drink, an it, awesome drink that you guys reconstructed. We right? did, we did, we put it on our menu at Black Market. Totally reconstructed at Black Market. Well, so it's it picks up on the vegetal notes of that rum, you know. So I had never had heartburn in my <laughs> life. D- yeah. Despite the amount, shut the fuck up, Ed. No, I'm just gonna say, like, shut, come on. shut Are we up, not Ed. Attributing any of this to your age, like at some point this was inevitable, <laughs> right? No, like, it wasn't. It was. Right. So I have been an ex- 
I've been Caligula my entire fucking life, okay? <laughs> and uh, what, I'm 39 yeah, now? Right. You right. were due for heartburn. So uh, apparently I'm due for heartburn. But we go down to Miami. We go to this festival. I see the fucking Toms. I make fun of Ed. And I tell him he needs a walker. And he's like, you're whatever. You're going to fucking have heartburn. Two days into it, I get heartburn. Who was asking for the Tums then? Worst feeling of my fucking life. And it didn't go away. Like when we came back from Miami and we weren't drinking rum anymore, I still got heartburn. I get heartburn now. I I fucking get heartburn. It's not like you... Like maybe no, no, maybe it's it champagne. was like you <laughs> yeah, pushed right. me maybe over it's your the champ- edge. Perhaps it was the champagne you were drinking. Although you know what, I'm going to point out now that Matt's sitting at the table with us. Um, I was just thinking about that night we were sitting at Rumline that when we first arrived into Miami last, last year, two years ago. Yeah, we were sitting at the bar and I saw this this guy at the end of the bar uh, taking a picture of his cocktail, but he has uh, his wife's phone with the like light. On his phone, and he's got a cocktail napkin over the light to like diffuse it, and then he's got his own phone, and he's like got everything staged behind it and all these like probably arranging candles and yeah. And I look over and I was like, that's a really good idea. And that gentleman was Matt. That was the first time I met Matt. Was sitting at the rum line, and uh, I think he was yeah 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 yeah. He was sitting next to us. I don't. I think you might have been sitting with uh, gosh, Brian. Oh, I think you were sitting with Brian. I think you were sitting with Brian Davis from Lost Spirits. Spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thank, then thank we, you for the save, Mrs. Wonk. She's in the background, like Brian. <laughs> and yeah, we were. Uh, well, the next day we went to the Mike High, and that—that's when it. Really, that was yeah. yes, yes. We got put at the kitty table. Nobody wanted to. That was all. Yeah, yeah. But that was great. Heavy, just, talking heavy metal. Yeah, yeah it was all. Awesome. Just talked metal and and tiki and. Yeah. That's like that's when I knew like okay I think we're gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Chris got into this like heavy conversation about. Oh, yeah, gosh. I think there's like Iron Maiden in there. Oh, definitely oh. Maiden. But <laughs> Run I think it was clutch. To the hills. I think you guys were getting into some clutch conversations. All right, segue. So where are you guys going tonight? Where, what, what's the plan for the rest of your time? Wherever Ed takes me. Yeah, so we're gonna hit Rook, Milk Tooth, uh, Bluebeard. Um, Head on down into Fountain Square, Thunderbird, Marrow, uh, Margarita. Like, pretty much everything that you hit last night, that's where we're going to be going tonight. Got it. So, so the opposite. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be a great time tonight. We'll probably end up at Thunderbird. Um, but then again, we have no idea where we're going to end or up. Or Thunderbeard. Because, hey, Thunderbeard. <laughs> we're going to be at Thunderbeard. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we record these things drunk. Thunderbeard. <laughs> yes. One man enters, one uh, no man leaves. Whatever. No, wait a minute. Two man enters, one you have man no leaves. No idea what you're talking about. I, yeah, I can't even get this shit straight. Are you, you're mixing up Highlander and like fucking like Thunderdome now. One man enters, one lady leaves, or <laughs> one. I, I, I'm done. Small steps. I'm done. Before we wrap up, I mean, what's what's next? Cocktail wonk. I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you have plans? Do you, uh. I, I, I get the feeling you never had any of these plans. Like you just wanted to write about cocktails, yeah. and it got big yeah. really quickly, yeah. and like you weren't yeah. expecting that to it's happen. It's funny that there are people out there like uh, you and I have like we've built our careers on like drinking and eating. <laughs> 
But there are people out there that like who have had other careers who have made money and then they they're, they they've yeah. made their their passion yeah. eating and drinking yeah. like right. a, a yeah. secondary kind of career. Yeah, and I mean, yeah I but think, I think it's becoming. I mean, do you feel like there's a point at which you could stop crossover? Being, oh yeah, what's that? Yeah, so yeah, uh, you know, Ed and I have talked. No, I'm never opening a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't. It's like, no, it's like, I, it's just not what I want to do. It's the old do. adage, right? If you want to make a million dollars in the restaurant industry, start, start with, with 10. 10. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I'm thinking about, you know, like, uh, you know, retiring from tech at some point, you know, an IPO for our company or something would be lovely, would, you know, help fund sure. these type of things. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, you know, I, you know, I have some ideas around, like, you know, maybe doing in doing importing or brand ambassador. I th- I'm too old and not pretty enough to be a brand ambassador. Yeah. Now. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you pouring shots at Jameson. In a, in a half shirt. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Half shirt and like little short yeah. shorts. Yes, Show is, me your nipples. Yeah. So, so now, so. I think but, that might have happened uh, last night already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, at some point. But. You know, something, you know, some sort of like education, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I at Tales, I saw um guy, it was, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Morgan, uh, who's like Diageo's archivist at one point. It's like, apparently the story as I heard it is like Diageo gave him a warehouse and said, here, fill this, fill this with rare whiskey. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is something I think I could do. It's like something, something that uh, gives me flexibility to travel. Um, I don't even need to make a ton of money at that, which I, I may regret saying that right, somewhere, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, money would be nice. Money would be nice, but it's sort of like, just follow, follow my passion. Let me do whatever, whatever sort of like, just a stream of stuff going by. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Let's go chase that down for a while. So something that lets me do that. Like, you think that's going to happen soon? Um, you have any idea? Um, I mean, no plans? Know, just kind have... of seeing where it goes? It's, you know, I would like to think, you know, we could do a full transition in, say, the five-year time frame. There you go. You know, but, you know, it's, it's again, it's like the a five-year plan. Yes, there's, it's, it's, all, it's always five years out type of thing. But, but yeah, it's like something, you know, I'm starting to make a little bit of money, you know, doing things like writing re- reviews for distiller.com. Got to plug them. But, you know, they pay me a little bit to write each review. And, and you know, I've started doing a few talks, like you mentioned the social media talk, you know, get, getting paid for some stuff or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's funny. There's like just shitloads of money in the booze industry, but that it doesn't really filter down right, people right. like me. Uh, there's a lot of money out there, but if you're a lecturer mm-hmm. or an educator, you have to chase it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, you know, I have the luxury. That's of, coming from an educator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. coming from an educator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I, I have my primary revenue stream, which I'm very blessed to have. But to like to think of uh, going out on a lecture circuit, yeah. unless you're writing a book or, yeah. or, yeah. or whatever, it's yeah. you're, you're yeah. I mean, I, and I, and yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see a cocktail wonk book because I, I, I know I, you've got a, you're you're still building your repertoire of posts. Yeah. But let me let me plug you for a minute because I know it's hard to talk about yourself and your body of work. But there are certain articles that you've written out there recently that I recommend to my staff. All the time, because I and, I and all the listeners out there, I highly recommend you get on cocktailwonk.com and check these things out as well, because they're useful across the board. 
perhaps the most basic useful one is how to photograph a cocktail. I don't know what you actually. Yeah, it's like how to photograph a cocktail. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, like it's, you know, people are using the front flash. You end yeah. up with like some sort of like yeah, muddy, like really shitty cocktail he, photos. Like, really? it's, it's a very, it's like kind I, of a snarky post well, of like, of like basically no flash ever, and like use props. Uh, you know, arrange the candles to get better lighting. Like if the, if it's incredibly useful, it's not only useful for bartenders when you want to put stuff up on social media or owners, yeah. but if you're out there and have drinks and you want people to check out these, the sexy drink that you just got out of bar, if you just turn the flash on on your phone because it's a dark bar, you're going to end up with something that looks like some sort of muddy, milky slush, yeah, like regardless of what photo. the drink yeah. is. Yeah, oh. and, 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 so many, and so many photos are like, here's brown liquid in a coupe. Like, why, why do I care about this? Like, well, then find, find a way to make it more interesting. Like, get the back bar in there. And, you know, and also the other thing, other part of that post no, is like, like... That's a great use, topic. Use like, your... Like, like, use applicable your, and Use like your photos. Yeah, use your phone after the fact. Like... Like, I never post a photo that I haven't like, hey, I can adjust the lighting a little bit. I can just contrast the structure. I can straighten it and crop it a little better. Like, just like people are just like taking crappy photos and like immediately posting. And like, like don't do that. Like, if, you, if you're trying to build a following, put a little, you know, take, take two minutes and make the photo good. If you, uh, all you listeners out there, if you want to continue listening to this interview with Matt here, um, check out part two of this interview with Matt that uh, will be posted here in a few weeks. Uh, we may actually post it a little bit earlier than that so you can um, hear some of these pieces of advice that he's written about. Again, visit cocktailwonk.com in the meantime and you can read about it, but I think it's much more interesting to hear Matt talk about it. So again, um, come back, revisit here. Um, we're going to wrap up for today and just continue that in part two. And... We'll uh, hope to see you next time. Actually, I guess before we wrap up, we need to talk hangover cures. We, uh, we ask every guest, yeah. uh, what, yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah, your hangover yeah. we, cure? We, we tried to talk about what we drank last night, and obviously everyone drank way too much last night to, to speak about. But hangover cures is still an open topic. It is, and we want to know yours. So the uh, main thing I do is I take multivitamins you know, before I go to bed. Uh, keep a bunch of aspirin by decided to bed with water. Also, I do uh, forget to. I'm forgetting that when I take a pills for like to help your liver type of things and uh, milk, yeah, milk thistle. Yeah, milk yes. thistle. So, yeah, yeah, baby, milk yeah. thistle. So, but yeah, so I, I mean, I'm taking. I take milk thistle every day, whether I'm drinking or not. Hell so, yeah, you should. Yeah, it's cheap. So, it's yeah. inexpensive. It's good for your body. Yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Yeah, well, so, there, there do you go. It. That's what I do. You've got the cocktail wonks advice, how to get rid of a hangover. Uh, until part two, hey. Have a great, I don't know, what the yeah, fuck? No, Have a great no, night, the, great day. Cheers. Know, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Drink more rum and yeah. we'll, 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 yeah, we'll see you what soon. A, what, a, what a fun session. Thank you. Thank you, Wong. Yeah, thank uh, you for having uh, me. Appreciate it. And, you, you know, everybody. Yeah, part we'll, two coming uh, up. We'll come up with another one. All right. We'll see you here in a few.